Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello there, welcome back. This is going to be for Isaiah chapter 3. Now verses 1 through 8 is actually a chiasmus, and that's where um, scriptures are mentioned at the beginning of the chiasmus and at the end, and they match up, and then they all go to a focal point, uh, like a V or something like that. Uh, so verse 5 is going to be the focal point, so we'll see what this is about. Verse 1, For behold, the Lord, the Lord of hosts, doth take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the stay, or the supply, and the staff, or the support, the whole staff of bread, and the whole stay of water. This is physical and spiritual famine. Pulling all the props out will cause it to fall. And this is a severe famine. The mighty man, and the man of war, the judge, and the prophet, and the prudent, and the ancient, or elder, the captain of fifty, and the honorable man, and the counselor, and the cunning artificer, or the wise man of magic arts, and the eloquent orator, or Hebrew, uh, the skillful enchanter. Isaiah lists eleven types of people as a way to represent all who achieve community honor or status. All these will be removed from Jerusalem. Verse 4, And I will give children unto them to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. These terms may refer to the untrained and young who will become rulers because community authority has been taken away by the Lord. And the people shall be oppressed, every one by another, and every one by his neighbor. So an anarchy. The child shall behave himself proudly against the ancient, and the base against the honorable. No respect for authority, no common sense. Sounds like our day, doesn't it? When a man shall take hold of his brother of the house of his father, and shall say, Thou hast clothing, be thou our ruler, and let not this ruin come under thy hand, in that day shall he swear, saying, I will not be an healer, Hebrew, a binder up of a wound, i.e., I cannot solve your problems, for in my house is neither bread nor clothing, make me not a ruler of the people. Those capable of moral leadership withdraw or decline to serve, so that they will not be blamed for the ruination brought on by per pervasive wickedness, violence, and want. The Hebrew meaning is, I cannot bind up your wounds, solve your problems. Kind of like when uh, Mormon finally can't uh, lead the Nephites anymore because of their wickedness, so he has to withdraw. Verse 8, For Jerusalem is ruined, and Judah is fallen, because their tongue, tongues and their doings have been against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. The people would be so desolate for leadership that they would select rulers because they had the distinction of being able to dress decently, but even family leaders would refuse to help. The show of their countenance doth witness against them, and doth declare their sin to be even as Sodom. They cannot hide it. Woe unto their souls, for they have re rewarded evil unto themselves. Isaiah warned that the disobedient cannot hide the effects of their transgression from others. The wicked declare their sins openly, even proudly, without shame. Sounds a lot like our time, doesn't it? Verses 6 through 9 describe the conditions after the city's destruction in 587 B.C. The prophet Jeremiah, an eyewitness to Judah's fall, recorded it vividly in Jeremiah 40 to 42. Verse 10, Say unto the righteous that, it is well with them, for they shall eat the fruit of their doings. Woe unto the wicked, for they shall perish. For the reward of their hands, i.e. the recompense of his deeds shall be done to him, shall be upon them. And my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. 
O my people, they who lead thee, cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Untrained and untrained um, and young breakdown of traditional family. Men are weak leaders. President Benson said, and no, and so today the undermining of the home and family is on the increase, with the devil anxiously working to displace the father as the head of the home and create rebellion among the children. The Book of Mormon describes this condition when it states, And my people, children, are their oppressors, and women rule over them. And then these words follow, and consider these words seriously when you think of those political leaders who are promoting birth control and abortion. O my people, they who lead thee, cause thee to err, and destroy the way of thy paths. Leadership without gospel values is also what's happening here. Children characterizes political leaders lacking in mature moral judgment, whereas women characterizes ecclesiastical leaders lacking in priesthood authority, rather than playing down women's capability to rule justly and effectively when called upon. Verse 13, another courtroom scene where the Lord is both prosecutor and judge. Remember, Christ is both our advocate and our judge. The Lord standeth up to plead or contend and standeth to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the ancients or elders of his people and the princes or rulers or leaders thereof, for ye have eaten up or consumed or burned the vineyard. Those who should have been protectors of the people have oppressed the people. The spoil, in other words, embezzled gain, or the poor in your in your houses. What mean ye? Beat my people, ye beat my people to pieces, and grind the faces of the poor, saith the Lord God of hosts. Moreover, the Lord saith, because the daughters of Zion are haughty and walk with stretched forth necks and wanton eyes, walking and mincing as they go, in other words, walking with short, rapid steps in an affected manner, and making a tinkling with their feet. Society is lost when women turn to evil. This does not refer to women only, but men too. It means for people to dress modestly. Verse 17, Therefore the Lord will smite with a scab the crown of the head of the daughters of Zion, and the Lord will discover or expose an idiom, meaning putting them to shame, their secret parts. This is an idiom, which means they would be put to shame. In that day the Lord will take away the bravery of their tinkling ornaments, or anklets, ornaments, chains worn round the ankle, and calls, possibly hairnets. Authorities do not always agree on the nature of the female ornaments listed in verses 18 to 23, and round tires or ornaments shaped like a crescent moon, like the moon. The chains and the bracelets and the mufflers... The chains means the series of links, usually metal, worn as ornaments or insignia, and the bracelets and the mufflers. Mufflers is Hebrew for veils, scarves worn around, worn around the neck, and bonnets, cloth or straw hats tied under the chin and worn by women and children, and the ornaments of the legs, anklets or stepping chains. Stepping chains are intended to make a sound during walking or marching, and the headbands and the tablets or perfume boxes and the earrings, the rings and nose jewels, the changeable suits, resplendent garments of apparel, and the mantles, over tunics or outer tunics, and the wimples, shawls, and the crisping pins, Hebrew for purse or hair curlers, the glasses, mirror or transparent clothing, and the fine linen and the hoods or turbans and the veils. And it shall come to pass, instead of sweet smell, there shall be stink from all of the dead bodies killed in battle, and instead of a girdle, a rent or rags, and instead of well-set hair, baldness, slaves had their heads shaved. And instead of a stomacher or a nice robe, a girding of sackcloth, burning or branding a mark of a slave instead of beauty, so they would put a burning brand on, upon somebody to show that they who they belong to. 
Wilford Woodruff said, I have been hoping that the sayings contained in, this, in that chapter of Isaiah would never apply to the daughters of Zion in our day, but I believe they will. Some of the daughters of Zion do not seem willing to forsake the fashions of Babylon. I too so much, uh, let's see, I too such would say hasten it and let the woe that is threatened on this account come that we may get through it, through with it, then we can go on and build up the Zion of God on the earth. Think not, ye elders of Israel, ye sons and daughters of Zion, that we are going to live after the order of Babylon always. We are not. We shall be chastised and afflicted, and shall feel the chastening rod of the Almighty, unless we serve the Lord our God and build up his kingdom. Verse 25, Thy men shall fall by the sword, and thy mighty in the war, and her, Jerusalem gates, shall lament and mourn, and, the, and she shall be desolate, i.e. Jerusalem shall be emptied or cleaned, and shall sit upon the ground. Now, uh, in the image of sitting upon the ground is what slaves did. So anyway, that's the end of chapter 3, and we'll see you next time. Bye.